We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. What's going on, everyone? Joe Cameron, John Ritchie. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you off and rolling on this uh, Friday morning. And obviously, that was uh, quite a moment there, quite a sequence with um, with Angelo signing off. I'm uh, pretty moved here. i got to be honest. It's uh, you know We're going to get to all the Eagles stuff and, and all that, but uh, there's, there's a lot going through my mind right now. Having heard all that we just heard, and certainly we would uh, encourage anyone listening, if you, you, know, you want to pay tribute to Angela, the phone lines are certainly open for you. That was, that was beautiful. It really was. And as I expected it to be, you know, the... These big-time retirement moments don't come along too often from a true legend, and that was one right there. And uh, it was an honor for me, John and James, I'm sure they would echo the sentiments, to witness it. I mean, we were right here. We were right outside the studio. So we were, um, you know, trying to obviously give the the show space to do their thing, but there was about 25 of us right outside the studio. Yeah, there were like six people in Wechter's studio. Yeah. (laughs) It was like as packed as people. People did not give Wechter space. (laughs) I'll say that. That's okay. I was used to Um, that. But anyway, hello to everyone. Um, So we'll talk about Angelo. We'll talk about the Eagles. Day five since the Super Bowl. Richie Rich. Joe. Hello, John. Angelo Cataldi. Yes. A legend. Legend. You've got a lot of work. Yep. To do. And I feel You make it sound so daunting, man. I, I what was this what's this guy think we're pushing a boulder up a hill? It's impossible to get up the hill? 
Uh, you know, it's, it's not impossible. <laughs> big shoes. Big he was shoes. just trying to be deferential yes, right there. That's what yes. I think would just happen right there. Hello, Absolutely. John. Yes. Uh, I feel very privileged yeah. to even uh, you know be sitting next to you, having witnessed that. Uh, one day on Earth wasn't always twenty-four hours long. No so way. It was, geez, much shorter. We're talking three point six billion years ago. A day was twelve hours long. Well, wow. that's bizarre. 12 hours long. Never heard then, that before. And then when uh, multicellular organisms first took life on Earth, days were 23 hours long. Wow. Yeah. Things have changed. Wild facts. Um, all right. So, look, again, the Angela Seltzer, talk to me, man. You you grew up here. You know the deal. You've been listening to WIP since probably as early as you can remember. What's What just struck you there? Yeah, dude, it hit me really hard uh, i feel the same way as you like i was getting emotional and and you know we've known about this for so long we obviously are, are a role in in going into the mornings and we're a big part of this whole process and all that and it hit me like a ton of bricks there man like angel cataldi my childhood our childhood yeah. all of our the vast majority of people like driving to school like it's just I, like and his speech was like perfect like he nailed it and it just thinking about all they've been through and all the people who contributed and and that we're stepping into that like i'm emotional right now a lot more than i expected yeah me too i i haven't cried but maybe it's because i kind of had to get my you know game face on if you will to sort of and sometimes i cry with my game face on but uh you know we had to we had to get in here and uh, the whole thing right so um look uh it was you You can cry no. It meant everything to me. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Well, eight, 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 eight. I'm sorry to cry. I'm just very emotional. I'll, just, I'll, I'll say this. I remember watching Carson's last uh, Tonight Show. I mean, I remember exactly where I was watching it. And there's just some moments when someone steps off the stage, you never forget. And this, you know, for me, and I'm sure for many people listening, will be one such moment. For those that don't know, and it's probably not too many, uh, John and I, uh, with James and, and Rhea and, and Wechter and Devin and Conklin and this whole crew we're going to have uh, are all going to be, you know, part of the new morning show. If you are somehow, some way listening to us right now for the first time, hello. Uh, we hope you give us a shot, and uh, we look forward in the in the next uh, hopefully many years to uh, to entertain you and provide a great show. That's certainly going to be our aim. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. John, part of our aim, unfortunately, is looking back at a loss and digesting it. And I got to be honest, I haven't digested it. It's impossible. It's, to digest. I can't. I mean, I just can't. I, I, I still cannot believe that the Eagles lost that Super Bowl. And, and so, you know, the Super Bowl is still squarely on the table for everyone. This is now day five. Here we go again uh, to get into every aspect of the game and, and whatever it is you want to say at 215-592-9494. There also are two aspects from yesterday's press conference to me that really stood out, uh, amongst others that I want to get into here out of the gate. And the first was the um, – the fourth and three it was a good question. I mean, I'm glad the question was asked about the fourth and three. The decision by Nick Sirianni to punt the ball, which I totally acknowledge could go either way as a decision. In the moment, I thought the Eagles should go for it, and I felt, you know, pretty strong about that. But I also acknowledge, I mean, when the ball's at the uh, 32-yard line and it's fourth and three and you're only down by a point, you know, conventional wisdom does not say go for it. So I can understand why a coach would – Consider punting. I can understand why a coach would punt. I thought in the moment it was a bad decision, but I was very surprised yesterday to hear that Nick Sirianni, and I believe he was being completely honest, was not even of the mindset, even upon reflection, to consider that going for it would have been the right call. And obviously, you know, hindsight being what it is, I'm sure he wishes he had gone for it from the standpoint of, well, you know you lost the game, so 
yeah, I mean, Eagles would have had a better chance to win if they'd gone for it the way things played out. But you don't know that in the moment when you make the call. I was surprised how adamant he was, though, about how he thinks he made the right decision. Let's listen to Sirianni because Sirianni addressed this yesterday. And, and again, just to give everyone the circumstances, the Eagles had led for most of the game. They're now down. They're down by a point. It's a fourth and three. They're down 28-27. It is the fourth quarter. There are 10 minutes and 33 seconds remaining in the game. Fourth and three, 32-yard line, own 32-yard line. Um, here's what Sirianni said about that. Um, yeah, I think if um, – I know I've been uh, aggressive all year going for it. I really trust our guys in, in scenarios. I think fourth and three on your own 30 – what was it? Sure. 33? Yeah, I think you get 32 out of 32 NFL coaches saying they punt that ball every time. 32 out of 32. Um, I, I don't – Hey, if I had known they were going to return it to the four, in the in the in hindsight, I think I think I would, you know, obviously I would have went for it there, um, but no regrets there on that. Um, that is not my thought process right there. And to be quite quite honest with you, it, it depends on the score. But we were in a one point game, um, and like if we were down two scores, then of course um, you're going to go for it there in that scenario. But in a one point game. That's never even in, I, you know what, and until I was prepped for this question, because Bob does a really good job, as you guys know, um, I, yeah, I never, it didn't really even come, come to my mind. Um, the other one, the fourth and six. Yeah, we can seven, cut it off right there, James. Seven, Let's actually. cut it off there. So, John, that's the, the last part he said there is what surprised us. Decision, and he's right. We were down by a point. You, it's fourth and three. It's not fourth and one. Yeah, it's not a gimme. I get it. And so it's not sneak it time. Yep. Where you know that you know ninety five percent of the time you're going to actually get that first down. Fourth and three, you turn that ball over. They go up by four points, and, and more than a field goal. You 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 basically put it out of reach within reason. I totally agree. And at the time, I didn't think twice about that decision to punt, just like Nick Sirianni's talking about. 32 out of 32 NFL head coaches. I'm not sure if that's the case or not. I think it is the uh, – you can't even say it's the conservative approach. It's just the smart approach. Well, so here's – Yes, the- I love the idea of yep. go for it, go for it, go for it. Show faith in your team. But that would have been foolish to give away – a field goal in that situation when you're down by one point. By already. traditional standards in normal games, John, I do agree with you. Here, here's where I think Sirianni didn't feel the game. Well, the other the other sure the other quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, he had begun the process of carving up the Eagles' defense. We didn't know quite how ghastly it was getting, but he had he had scored two straight possessions. He is Mahomes, you know that is an Andy Reid offense, and 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 you know what to me when Doug. Of all that went on in Super Bowl 52, one of the most critical moments was when Doug went for fourth and one, seven minutes to go on the Eagles' own 45-yard line. Guys, I totally acknowledge seven minutes to go and ten minutes to go aren't the same thing. I acknowledge that a fourth and one is not the same as a fourth and three. I get it. And the field position is very different, too. It's 13 You're not automatically it's 13 giving yards. up a field goal. You're, you're not, not no, you're automatically right. giving right. up a field goal in that situation. I just – I didn't like it. And, and – but – and listen, Sirian is a great coach. I do believe that. But 
I thought it was a major mistake. I mean, John, I have my notes right in front of me here. I, I take these notes in real time during the game. Fourth and two from the 32. I wrote, go for it. And then I wrote, dash, Sirianni punts with 10-something left. It turned out to be the bad punt that was also bad coverage, and it's returned to the five-yard line. Now the Eagles are in a huge hole. You don't know that going into that. You just can't know that that's going to occur. I thought it was a bad decision, and I was surprised that yesterday Sirianni was of the mindset that until he was prepped by Eagles media relations personnel, he did not even think about the fact that he should have gone for it, and I, I found that surprising. Now let's get to a second aspect and then right to the One aspect of that. You said he didn't feel the game. He did feel the game. The the part of the game that he was feeling is that that Chiefs defense in the second half, they were stopping us. They were in the first half, no, they they were not. It felt like we were on fire. We were moving the ball at will. That second half, we we weren't running the ball effectively the way we expected to. And pass protection wise, we were not picking things up. So Jalen Hurts. How many times did we see him flushed, run to the sideline, yeah. often the left sideline where he can't get his body around to throw downfield? I the, Feel the game? Yeah, he did. He felt the game, and he felt that that Kansas City defense was much better than what you're giving it credit. All right, 215-592-9494 to weigh in on, on that aspect. One other thing from yesterday that stood out to me, and, and there were other things, but that really stood out to me. Uh, I didn't like how his answer on the field conditions. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are going to say, you know what, it's the appropriate answer. He, he just he didn't want to get into the field thing. You don't want to sound like the 49ers. And especially someone as high-ranking as Howie to go on the record and sound like he's whining. And I thought there was a way he could have done this answer different. Listen first to the answer, actually two answers, and then I'll tell you what I think he should have said. Uh, here's the exchange yesterday about the field. I know you guys don't want to make excuses, but when you look at the field condition – What's the organizational take on that? Is there uh, any recourse you have with the league? Um, where do you oh, go with both that? Both teams played on the same field. I mean, obviously your edge rushers were, you know, it's a big strength of this team. And Both teams played on the same field. So, you know, that's it. That's going to definitely be the organizational mantra publicly. Both teams played on the same field. And I, and I do respect the fact he's trying not to get into the Niners mode of, of being a you know, whiner and all that. But I just – as, I got to be honest, as an Eagles fan, I want it, um, I'm just straight up with you, I want it more of a hedge to, to signal to us that the Eagles aren't happy because they shouldn't be happy. They actually should be irate. And to me, the I mean, look, Howie was prepared, obviously, right? He, he knew that question was coming. He stuck right to the script. To me, the script should have been we were disappointed in the field conditions. We acknowledged that both teams played on it, but we were disappointed in the field conditions it impacted the game clearly, and that bothers us. That's what I, as an Eagles fan, would have liked to have heard. Now, again, I, I – I'm re- proud that he said it the way he did. He, I, it is absolutely true that these players slipped more than the Kansas City Chiefs players right. did for whatever reason. Right. That is every player's individual responsibility to own your equipment, uh, own your every step you take out there on the field. If it's slippery, you you make sure it's in your mind. You cut off that outside foot, not the inside foot. Like, there are things you can do. There are players. Think about the players that we've called mutters throughout history because they manage those situations properly. Down to a man, we didn't do that as well as the Kansas City Chiefs did, and it's not the NFL's fault that we 
individual players didn't manage the conditions properly. Well, look, 215-592-9494 to weigh in on these two issues, what you make of it, and also all of it. If you heard the press conference yesterday, and we'll play snippets throughout the show, Howie and Nick, what they said, uh, obviously the game is totally top of mind and squarely on the table, as is the uh, legendary career of Angelo in his retirement uh, about 19 minutes ago. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Anthony in South Philadelphia who kicks us off. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, John. How you doing? Doing all right, Anthony. Listen, Joe, I, I got two things I want to say, and then I got something important I want to say to you personally. So, uh, first of all, this issue with the uh, the fourth and three, to me that series was lost on third and three because that's when he was flushed out of the pocket and rolled to his left. Am I right about that? Um, that left us with a fourth well, and three. Yesterday. Well, let me – I'll give you – I don't know the exact sequence of how he went, but it, it was – I'm looking here at the script. Jalen Hurts, pass incomplete, deep left to Devontae Smith. Whether he was rushed, uh, flushed and had him move to his left, I don't know. But uh, it was an, it was an incomplete pass. Right, I think – And, and I do believe you're right, yeah. Coming back to me, memory was, yes. Right. Yes, he was right. correct. I wanted to make sure I was on the right page with you. Yes. Okay. The reason – this is – and this is – again, I go – this is again, I go back to Gannon. The reason he was flushed out to his left against his arm is because they were sending seven guys, and that's where the free runner was coming from. And this is one of my beefs with Gannon, that he would not get creative and try to do something like that to get Mahone running on a gimpy leg against his arm. We would not change any of our M.O., but he did. And that's what Spagnuolo, I think, took some of the plays away. And those one or two plays is what cost us the game, I feel. Um, now, the second thing I wanted to talk about was uh, did, did anybody hear Gannon's uh, press conference yesterday? Yes. Here's a guy that uh, crushed the hopes and dreams, in my opinion, of this entire city. He gets a promotion, goes to his press conference, and doing his press conference tells everybody how much fun the last 48 hours was. I hope you don't think those 48 hours were any fun for us. Yeah, I don't think it was well handled by him on that front. Look, know this, Anthony. He is addressing, essentially, a completely different fan base yesterday. I know. I, I, know. I think that I would say I'm going to call it bad form that he did not publicly address the Eagles' loss prior to addressing the new opportunity and the new gig. Sensitive. That's that's the way I would refer to it. Doesn't make him a bad guy, no, but I don't like... think he felt I don't think he felt it the right way, and I don't think he handled that moment properly. Right. All right, Joe. This is what I want to say now to you guys. I can't tell you guys, you, John, and Jimmy, how much, what a pleasure it's been to debate sports with you guys the past couple of years, especially since I've been right most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are all a class act, and I want, you to, I want to wish all of you uh, the best of luck in the, with the new show, Thanks. and more importantly, in your personal lives. I want you guys to take care, and God bless. We will do our best. Thanks, and, Anthony, Anthony, please keep the calls coming to us, pal. You're a great caller. I'll try. I'll try, buddy. Thank Th you so much. Thanks, Anthony. All right, let's talk to Tyler right now in Westchester. Hi, Tyler. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing all right, Tyler. Um, I don't want to get too emotional or anything, but I'm 20 years old, and this is kind of my first, you know, two- to three-year taste of sports radio. Yep. And I'm not getting up at 6 in the morning, so you guys are who I listen to. Um, and it's – I don't know. I just feel such a personal relationship with all three of you. And um, I, I can't thank you enough. That being said, I ask one thing from you, Joe, to make me happy. Please get me that last win today and hammer, please. I intend to, Tyler. I mean, listen, I've got a, an official record of 208 and 35. 
You want to end on a high note, so I'm expecting it to be 209 at, by about 1215 today. Thank you, Joe. And, Tyler, right, I, will, now- I will dedicate today's Beat the Hammer victory for me, by the way. Vic- I mean, my victory, meaning that which I will win. Tyler, I will dedicate it to you and the 1% amongst you that has actually rooted for me through the years. Oh, boy. The 1%ers. You know how this has gone when you've dedicated <laughs> your performances in the past? No, I know. No, always the greatest. I know. Hey, Tyler, Tyler, the 6 a.m. thing, I get you, man. Not everyone can wake up at 6 a.m., but uh, can you check us out at uh, 8 a.m.? You got a 9 a.m. in you? I mean, what, what's what, – what? Oh, I, I, No, I'll be getting up earlier. Don't worry. Yeah. It's too important for me to miss. All right, Thanks. now getting to my quick two points. Yep. Um, I don't know if you heard on the – Obviously, Jason and Travis Kelsey were talking about how they weren't minded by the field conditions. But Travis Kelsey says that how he adjusts is most people run on their toes when they're running, like the receivers and the skill players. So how you need to adjust is by finding that balance, and then you're able to find more of a grip on the field. Um, I guess it's because they're veterans. They know how to deal with it. And then just some people weren't aware because he said that him and Travis just didn't have issues, which is weird to me. But he said that he just found the balance on his feet and yeah. um, he just ran the correct cut that he felt his body was comfortable with. Yeah. And then he didn't have any issues. Well, My yeah, but, point, but Tyler, the other thing is he might have had inside information before the game to have different cleats. And that would be really oh, I, disappointing. I, I, I agree. And, and honestly, and I'm not making this up when we I say had, he might had... not tell his brother until after they've both retired. You know, because that would be a pretty I, big, that would be a pretty big scandal. That, that is ridiculous, John. You're, if you're if the thing, league employee the inside information thing, yeah, the Eagles, Tyler, thanks the for the Eagles, call, man. The Eagles had employees who were also, you know, helping with the field. You know, like they they were aware of the situation and the conditions. And yeah, uh, they both teams played there in Arizona this year during the regular season. It is it is an ongoing saga. I think that you are going overboard with the accusations that, you know, the, the, the Chiefs had it better than we did somehow. It was the same field. We, they had a 94-year-old man who, yes, apparently was a Chiefs fan, but we also had Eagles who were working on that field during the week. 215-592-9494 for everyone away in. Coming up, uh, in addition to all the calls, more audio from yesterday with Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman, what they said. And you can pay tribute all show to Angelo as well, right here on 94. WIP. Hey, let me tell you about PI Dental Center. Uh, there's a lot of people out there with issues with, with your teeth. I, I know it. I mean, it's just obviously. Um, some people, it's self-esteem issues. Some people, it's, it's how you chew. Some people, it's like real pain. And for some people, it's been going on for decades. Well, PI Dental Center can help you. PI Dental Center can help you. With decades of experience in complex dental treatment, and I've been a patient of PI Dental for over 20 years. My mom a patient there for over 30 years. Dr. Glenn Wolfinger and Dr. Robert Slough, they are board-certified prosthodontists. They specialize in the restoration and replacement of teeth. They're the originators of the teeth in a day, a revolutionary treatment that delivers fixed teeth on the same day as the implants are placed for dramatic transformations in a mere one day. I strongly encourage you to visit PIDentalCenter.com. PIDentalCenter.com can help you, and they can help you request a complimentary new patient evaluation. Jenna Cameron, John Ritchie, um, 11 o'clock today. We will talk to a tandem, Mr. Joe Giglio and Hugh Douglas, who will be taking over this time slot starting on Monday. 
Wow, it's weird to think that on Monday those guys will be talking now, not us. That's so strange. Right here, right here. So Joe and Hugh at 11 o'clock, we'll pass the baton to them. Then we'll rip it back for three hours. <laughs> and then we'll repass the baton back to them, you know, at 2 o'clock today. So Hugh and Joe at, uh, at uh, the top of the hour. 215-592-9494. Did uh, we talked about your, your new look, your, mm-hmm. your classy look with the, oh, yeah. Yeah, the salmon pullover and the dress shirt underneath. Yes. I'm noticing... I think it's the same. It is, as, in fact, the so, same. So that would be three days in a row. Three days in a row, so same we're, close. Just so we're getting this straight. Yes. 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 Any reason for I that? Explain. I mean, I've been waiting for the question. Yeah, so, so explain. Three days, three in a row. And you gave us a situation, oh, you liked that pullover yesterday. Well, so yesterday to, was about the sponsors being in. Right, in, right. Today, in, it's just us. Angelo, obviously, but right. just us. Like, the, you know. Philadelphia Inquirer will be here later today to do a feature. They will be taking photographs, and I figured, listen. Buy some new clothes, No, man. Here, here's my theory, James. Whenever that story runs in the Inquirer, nobody that, that sees the story will actually know it's the third straight day I'm wearing the same clothes. Until now. Because then well, now everyone who listens to the yeah, show but it, it, the story well, will, will know gonna, that. What are you going to do? Yeah. So, so, hence, I went with the outfit I feel best in, and so I, that's the theory. <laughs> I do expect to wear something different tomorrow, and in all likelihood today, right around 2.30. That's you know, I'm comfortable. Three days in a row is all right. Aggressive. Let's go to the phones. Yeah, Let's go to Chris in Middletown. Hello, Chris. John. Chris. James. Christopher. Uh, dirty, filthy mudfoot weasel. Chris, hey, I cop to that. Listen, <laughs> no, I mean, it's no problem. I know you're familiar with one massive body of water that you put into your in a house called a tub where you lie yeah. in your own filth. I thought you were talking about the, to- the toilet out. water. Remember, who was it this week called yeah, someone toilet water? Toilet. Well, you're... Uh, you're the toilet here. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about um, yeah, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Totally. When uh, <laughs> they called uh, toilet water to, to Juju. All right, go ahead, Chris. Okay, there's a thing called a washing machine. Why don't you try it out sometime? You can clean your clothes in there. I mean, dig out. All right, let's move on. Yep. Anyway. Um, I want an answer. I throw it out there a couple weeks. I'll let you think about it. If you're late more than two times in yep. one year, yep. five-year ban from the West Wing, your answer is? No. It's too much. I'm surprised you even thought about it's it. It's too punitive. I I do think there should be a penalty if, if I am late twice in a, in a year to the new morning show, but it can't be as – what's the word, John? Draconian? Yeah, yeah look at you. It can't five, be as draconian as... It's a five-year ban. I didn't go no. live. I said five years. I'll sweeten the deal. <laughs> if you win, <laughs> I retire from calling you Muppet Weasel. No, because you know what? It makes you you, Chris. You need something <laughs> in life to feel good about. Oh, man, I just, so took a big, I just took a big shot at Chris, yeah. and he laughed. Yeah. He didn't even realize. Yeah. I just smacked him across the face. That's all right. When I see you, I'm going to throw a punch. There but, you go. But, hey, Chris, if you good. did, you'd beat my ass, man. All right, Chris, pre- appreciate the phone call. Chris is not to be trifled with in person. No. I mean, no, guy- <laughs> dude. We talked about a jockey beating you up. Chris would literally murder you. He's <laughs> a beast. Yeah, he is. All right, to a different Chris. Chris and Berwin. Hello, Chris. Gentlemen, happy Friday. Thanks, um, Chris. Um, first off, Joe, are you going to remember to set your alarm on Monday? I'm sorry, say it again? You're going to remember to set your are alarm. You- yeah, heck yeah, but I'm not going to remember to set it on Monday. I'm going to remember to set it on Sunday. Okay, yeah. that's good. Um, Tricky. Ooh, look at that. By the way, Chris, I woke up early again today. This is a four. Well, it's a four fifteener today, so I'm getting in, I'm getting in the zone. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, 
it's crazy about Angelo. So I was, I was born in 89, so basically my whole life, Angelo has been doing the morning show at wow. WIT. So it, it's just, you know, weird to think about starting on Monday. It's going to be, you know, a guy, you know, John Ritchie, James Felton, and a guy who obsessed watching the West Wing in the back. Yeah, so, West Wing's been taking a, it's taken a back seat though lately. I'm, I'm on a 24 kick right now. Season oh, five of 24. Four. Yeah, second go around. All right, Jack Bauer. Good way to go. Love Jack Bauer, um, man. Chris, what do you got on the Eagles? Talk to me. Um, so, do you think that right now at the moment when it comes to draft picks, we don't have a lot of mid- – I know we have a draft two first round picks, but in terms of third, fourth, fifth round, we don't have a lot. So, do you think it's better to select players at the picks we have right now at 10 and 31 or 10 and 30 or to trade one of those and try to, you know, load up? Well, I think it depends. And Chris, appreciate the call. John, it depends on circumstances that we can't see yet. Who's available, who's not, which free – now think of it, this is a big one. Which free agents the Eagles will have retained or lost prior to the draft. I mean, think of it this way. If you lose Bradbury, high probability you're targeting a cornerback in the first round, whether it's a 10 or 31 or the slide up or slide down from either spot. If you keep Bradbury – then it dramatically decreases the chance of the Eagles drafting a cornerback in the first round. It doesn't totally negate it because Bradbury and Slayer, you know, they're, they're up there a little bit in age. So you could, I mean, remember, you had Troy and you had Bobby T, and you still drafted Lito in the first round with Sheldon in the second round, and you also had Al Harris in the house. So it's not foolproof, no corner, if they retain Bradbury. But these are the kind of, I mean, John, T, take T.J. Edwards, take Kaiser White. What if you lose them both? Now, the Eagles don't typically draft a linebacker in round one, but I'm just saying, you know, look look at uh, dude inside, man. Uh, 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 help me out here. Javon Hargrave. Hargrave. I mean, if you lose him, and what if you also lose Fletcher Cox? Are you worried about that? Well, I think he's a – he's but But he is someone that can serve the role to an extent next year. My point is if you lose them both, you got a hole. For the way the Eagles play football and load up inside, if you lose them both – I would put it at a pretty damn sizable chance the Eagles will draft a defensive lineman, you know, in the in the interior in the first round. Sure, uh, that's a strong point. I, you can't argue that Javon Hargrave. I think he needs to be prioritized. I, I agree. have no idea how much that means. I think James Bradbury needs to be prioritized. I have no much. I, I have no idea how much that means. Those those two right there. Yeah, I know Hargrave and 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 Bradbury. That might be the majority of that chunk that we have to spend on. And it was acknowledged players. yesterday in the press conference. I mean, in a way, I don't always ever remember it being acknowledged. They, they, they won't be able to keep them all. Yeah. I mean, I, and it's not breaking news. We knew it, but they said it, which was interesting. By the way, Twitter poll question today is brought to us by PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing that others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your complimentary evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. All right, today's question, and this is not easy to figure out which four should even be in the poll. But today's question, which Eagles free agent do you most want them to keep? Now, some notable Eagles are not in this poll. Um, Fletcher's not in this poll. Miles Sanders is not in this poll. Uh, T.J. Edwards is not in this poll. Which Eagles free agent do you most want them to keep? we got four choices here. we got James Bradbury, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Brandon Graham, and Javon Hargrave. Man, that's tough for different reasons. I mean, BG's the one that obviously tugs at your heart the most. Mm-hmm. Um, Bradbury, and- Gardner, Johnson, and Hargrave are all 
I mean, they're the three best players still going, and they're certainly the three youngest. BG's the one who feels like he would be most likely to take the hometown discount and well, with his situation you hope. being a backup for you know this season. Right. You know, he would be asking for less. But if there's a team out there who decides, hey, yeah. we can make him our starter. Yep. And they offer him starting rush and money. Yep. There's no way he comes back, especially if it's a short-term deal, and he and he gets to load up for a, a one-year thirteen million or two years twenty-four yeah. million or something. Then then it really gets tough. Speaking of the, so you can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Speaking of the defense, let's get to a sequence from yesterday, because obviously there were a lot of questions in that press conference yesterday. Some about the game, some about the future. One in particular was about, and it had to be asked, what the heck happened with those defensive miscues that led to wide-open receivers for touchdowns for the Chiefs. The question was asked. There was an answer. Um, listen, and we will react. So when you look at offensive touchdowns, Nick, uh, one with Tony and one with Sky Moore seemed to be on a, a similar look where you know, motioning and then going back the other way. Can you just kind of run us through um, what went wrong in those situations and why it wasn't corrected when you got a similar Yeah, look you know, it was uh... – Obviously, you talk about everything that that happens out there with the attempts of, you know, if you see it again, you're ready for it, right? That's both offensively and defensively. We were in a completely different coverage, a completely different look. Different things were supposed to happen on each play. So, uh, meaning there was a different defensive That is, you know, we didn't we we didn't do something correct on the field. But what that also means is we have to do a better job of coaching it, right? And so, it, it we're all in this for just one play, but it, we're all in this thing together. Like, okay, well, the, they didn't execute that well on the field, but we need to do a better job of making sure they can do it as as coaches. The second one, they got us, all right. And and you're like, well, how did they get us when? They already did it. On, we were in a completely different coverage, um, a pr- completely different uh, scheme that we were doing. Um, you know, we were we were running to catch up with the motion, and then he fell back and, and ended up um, scoring on the play. But what also doesn't go into play either is that, you know, a lot of the times that we've adjusted with that motion, you know, and the way we've done that has helped us a lot in the red zone as well. Um, credit to them of finding a way to attack it. Again, it was two different coverages that they did. Uh, credit to them to going back to something that, that worked for them as well. Um, but, you know, that defense right there has, has helped us a lot this season too with how we've adjusted with the motion uh, on different things. So, listen, there's going to be things like you can't stop every play every time. You just can't. And But you guys got beat on it early in the year. Yeah, we've gotten beat on a lot of different things, right, throughout throughout the year. Like you give a little, you get a little, right? There's You're not going to be able to stop every every single thing. Again, you want to try to do it your best to, to do that. But in that particular case, they got us on that second one. Um, and, you know, hats off to them. I appreciate his answer there, John. I thought it was forthcoming and authentic. He didn't try to sugarcoat it. He owned it. He acknowledged that, you know, sometimes the other team beats you. It can mm-hmm. be a combination of player fault and coaching fault. I thought it was a quality answer. Well, he also told everyone, and a lot of people probably didn't know this. I didn't know it. I mean, I hadn't studied the tape, to be clear. I, I haven't been able to go back. I have no interest to this point to go back and look at that game. But it was interesting to hear that it was a completely different type of defensive coverage by the Eagles. 
Because I think a lot of people have been in the mindset, well, you know, it's not just completely different. I mean, it is. It, it's different. It's a different play to a different side. But the fact is, it was man. They were manned up, and you have a guy who's trying to stick with his guy in motion, and we're cheating. Yeah. Basically, he said that the way that we played that all year long, it helped us. Because you know they're they're cheating their way. They're they're trying to make sure they're not getting hung up on the garbage inside as they cross the formation. Look, it's all so risk getting reward. Ahead yeah. of it. Yeah. And it, so, like, I disagree with his answer. What in did that you respect. not like? He said it was a completely different coverage, completely different play. It wasn't that different. The the basic tenets apply. Man coverage. You've got a guy going in orbit motion, and you got beaten. It, it still didn't address why wasn't that remedied? Right. Like why wh- why wasn't that talked about on yeah. the sideline? Hey, they could come back to that orbit motion. We just got completely manhandled. To be fair, there are some things he probably doesn't want to say. Namely, yeah. namely, my either one of one or the other. Either my my coach didn't do a good job after the first one to instruct the guys before the second. Doesn't want to sell again. And or two, he doesn't want to say. Hey, by the way, my Coach, we absolutely told the players, and they were dumbasses and, and didn't adjust. Like, he doesn't want to say that. You know, and part of the problem, part of the problem is we weren't good enough offensively to extend a drive to where the defense is on the sideline having time to talk well, about all those little things. That's an interesting point. Think about yeah. it. The offense comes out after the first orbit motion touchdown, and they go three and out. Yeah, that's a good point, John. So That's a really good point. Yeah. James, I hadn't thought of that. There was not much time to communicate. Yeah, no, it's fascinating. The Eagles' offense slowed down Yeah, significantly it's in point. its effectiveness. Let's go to Josh and Maniok. Hi, Josh. Hey, guys, how are we? Congratulations again on the uh, new new beginning. Uh, grew up on Angelo. The, remember watching the great sports debate with, on Prism with my father and absolutely fell in love with it and I've never stopped. But so excited for you guys. Start off on Monday, uh, an end of a great era and the beginning of a new one. But guys, how excited are we back? We've got we got we're a two sports town. The Eagles were eight zero, and the, we weren't even talking about it because the Phillies were in the World Series. Now the Eagles end in the end the Super Bowl, and we're back to pitchers and catchers. The Sixers and Flyers don't even matter. Not I fair. Love Not fair. Baseball. Not fair, Josh. Not fair. You can't just skip over. I mean, you you can choose to. I won't. You can't just you shouldn't skip over the Sixers that quickly. They oh have a God. shot. They have a shot. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm not I'm not saying I'm in love with them. I'm not telling you there's every aspect of the Sixers I like. I'm not telling you I'm a big James Harden fan. I'm not. Although he is having a really good year. But you know, they, they got a shot. I mean, I'll tell you this, Josh. If we did a poll, you know, which team is the next team to win a title? I mean, first off, since they have the the next crack at it. They might be the best answer because they they could win a title in June. I'm not predicting uh, that yeah. they will, but they could. It's pretty wide open yeah. this year, man. And they could lose in the first round, okay? And they could self-destruct. And James, James, regular season, Harden will show up just like he does in the postseason as a zero, all right? And Beat will have a bellyache. And I can't wait. It, I it know. doesn't matter. I, I, it doesn't I, matter. I, I, I it's the same script every year with the Sixers. Yeah. It really is. It really is. All right, what do you got on the Eagles here, Josh? You know, uh, obviously disappointed, but you know what? They had a, they had a great run, and it was funny. I spoke several times uh, about free agency uh, to several different people throughout the year, and saying, "Guys, this this is a big year. Like, there's a lot of guys. I mean, 
that they, they need to hold on to. And you know what? I mean, they're all going to want to get paid, let's be honest. James Bradbury already admitted, I'm not taking a discount. He wants it. He wants his money, and I don't blame him. There's a short time window to get all your money. But, yeah, I, I'm con- I, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. We'll see if, how he's got his wizardry, wizardry back up. Uh, it, 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 Josh, it, it is going to be tough. And, Josh, thanks for the call. Let's get to the audio. I wanted to get to this, this segment. I would forgotten about it. On uh, oh no I'm sorry no, no, I don't know more audio we play, to play yeah we play yeah it. I'm getting all confused you confused here. me there yeah, I, I was thinking, like one of those producer yeah. moments where I'm like oh god <laughs> what audio is he talking about no, there's other audio we'll get to later about uh, free agency and stuff like that hey we have to give away today a uh, Philly Zach Wheeler uh, well number forty five T-shirt Philly's bucket hat as well courtesy of the New Era Phillies team store at Citizens Bank Park well John it was a memorable ending today and it happened. About 50 minutes ago, 40 minutes ago, the whole sequence of the end of Angelo's show um, as, as he signed off for the last time. By the way, I certainly want to also acknowledge Al and Jonesy. I mean, what they did as part of the, And I say those two specifically because Rhea and Wechter coming with us and Conklin's coming with us. But uh, Al and Jonesy, who, um, you know, along with Angelo, uh, you know, not doing the mornings anymore. I mean, all three phenomenal, to say the least, and just want to acknowledge the whole crew. So it was a, it was a memorable ending today. And... Um, Amongst other memorable endings through the span of time. John, I'm curious from you and Seltzer and everyone today at 215-592-9494 as we look to give away the Zach Wheeler shirt and the bucket hat. Um, what was the memorable ending? Who had a memorable ending? John, best answer by the end of the show wins the prize. What do you got? When I saw the Blair Witch Project, I thought it was real. <laughs> Back then, it was just brand new. And scared some the, people were talking so about it. I thought, I thought someone died you know i i thought someone was i thought that was real standing in the corner of that basement i was i was mortified yep by what i saw uh and i was very troubled for quite a while after walking out of that theater uh fortunately it was not real obviously but i thought uh, it was real too john very memorable uh, it scared the heck out of me and i told you i then went to that diner and got painted, or almost got painted. And the guy wanted to draw me, <laughs> and he looked just like the dude One from the of Blair your Witch. Great stories. It's a great story. <laughs> yeah. He goes, "You got it's it." So weird. He goes, "I want to, I want to draw you." It was, I think it was draw, not paint. Draw. I, I want to draw you. I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "I, I want to draw you." Was he coming on to you? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. He, I mean, he, the, he, uh, there are not many other explanations. Well, and here's he's where a it, real deal artist. He's yeah. like really into Joe's look for some reason. And where it really or... gets weird is he slid in the booth. Yeah, like weird. I was in a, a diner booth by myself. So he so he locked you in basically. I think he was on the on, he was on the other overture. side. Oh, okay. I'm pretty he made sure. An overture. Yeah, he was yeah. on the he was on the other side, and uh, and uh, you know I try to be nimble, you know, quick thinking, and so he does the whole draw thing, and uh, uh, he goes two hundred bucks. I said, sure, draw me right here, <laughs> and he said, you have to come back to my house with me. See ya. And that was like, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's when you get a little afraid. That's, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so, so give Silence me. Silence the starts playing in your head. Yeah. Give me a memorable ending, James. It's what do you got? It's batted around. It is incomplete. Oh, ho, ho. Philadelphia Eagles. This ball pretty, hits the ground. That's they win a pretty good job. That was a Merrill and Mike in there. I, I put through both in. That was a two. Honor them both. I like it a lot. Look, a lot of memorable endings. I'll give you one, and it's technically not the ending, but it's near enough that I think it qualifies. Dropping the second bomb. I mean, it ended World War II. I mean, you drop one sure, bomb. Yeah. One, bo- one, one bomb <laughs> didn't end it. I was not expecting yeah. that sec- answer. Sec- but... Second bomb, they're like, all right, that's it. Um, yeah, we give up. Yeah, yeah second, second bomb was a very memorable ending. 215-592-9494. 
Today's the ending for us in this time slot, uh, but Monday is the beginning for us in the new time slot, and Monday is also the beginning for this time slot of Joe Giglio and Hugh Douglas. Those guys will join us next. We'll sort of uh, figuratively pass the baton to them, have some fun, get their thoughts on the Eagles, and rock all the calls. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie on 94 WIP. If you're in the restaurant, hospitality, or casino business, you know that a great point-of-sale system can truly make a difference in your success. It's hard to find a company that offers everything you need and is willing to customize a game plan to fit your individual needs. Well, if you've been looking for the perfect POS partner, you need to call my friends at PDQ Signature Systems. PDQ has everything you need for success, including mobile POS, self-service kiosks, enterprise reporting, contactless functionality, data and cyber security, and the best service and support in the industry. PDQ POS is the fastest, easiest, and most reliable POS available. That's why PDQ POS has been the top-rated restaurant management system for over 35 years. Whether you have a single-location restaurant or thousands of locations, Joe Flynn and his team will create a custom game plan that will help your business succeed. Trust me, if you want a point-of-sale system that will truly make a difference, you need PDQ POS. Schedule your free demo and business consultation today at pdqpos.com. That's pdqpos.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.